0: The <laughs> Hello there, everyone. Welcome to the channel. It is Denise Salcedo and I am so happy to be live streaming here anytime I get to live stream on my channel. It's always very, very exciting for me because it's a good time to come on here and talk to you all. Uh, This is a big weekend in pro wrestling as we are heading into AEW double or nothing in Las Vegas. I will be flying out tomorrow morning. Uh, Right now I'm literally charging all my equipment. Uh, I'm starting to Pack, I gotta prepare for some interviews. So this is a very, very uh, busy day. But regardless, I wanted to come out here and do my prediction show, which I've been doing now for a couple of months now here on the channel. So uh it's just a way to like, you know, just get more live streams going. Uh I'm very sorry. I usually have a guest for these, and uh I I was on a roll with like all of these guests and getting good guests, and I was like, Yeah, yeah, right. Uh unfortunately, uh I had a couple of guests that were gonna be on today. Day show, but everything just fell through. Uh, I had a major guest lined up for this show, but unfortunately, uh, they couldn't make it. But uh, I'm I I hope that I can do a show with this person later on in the future. Then afterwards, I reached out to another person, and they almost made it, but due to their travel to Las Vegas, they couldn't make it. And then I reached out to Luke Owen, but because. We are just on different time zones. It was not going to work. So long story short, I'm sorry about not being able to have a guest for everybody here today, uh, but we're gonna have a good time regardless. This is gonna be a super chill stream. Uh, just us, uh, you know, talking about pro wrestling, talking about AEW, um, all of that good stuff. So let's get to it, everybody. Um, all right. Nate S says, I'll be your guest, LOL. Well, I mean, if you're here on this show, and you're in the chat, uh, you're technically my guest, because I, uh, I do very interactive shows. And whoever's in the chat can like chime in at any point. Um, so let's do this, everyone. We're going to run through the cra- we're going to run through the card and talk about things. Uh, let's do this. Here we go. Let's kick things off. Uh, we are going to kick things off with our buy-in match. Uh, this is going to be Hookhausen, uh, which is Hook and Danhausen, versus Tony Nese and Smart Mark Sterling. This is going to be a part of the buy-in match. And, uh, I mean, the major thing, I think, to talk about in regards to all of this is um, what he, the the best thing is that people are legitimately uh, super excited about Hookhausen essentially teaming together. That's the whole the whole purpose of this match here is that we're gonna be seeing Hookhausen team up, and based on the reactions that they have been getting, they uh, anytime they're in the ring together. Hell, even when they're they're just mentioned over the title cards on the show, people legitimately pop uh, so much for Danhausen and Hook. So this really, it has to be Hook and Danhausen winning this for sure. Uh, I'm just expecting. Uh, I- I'm expecting this to be like a comedy match. And I'm expecting it to be uh, more heavy in terms of storyline where you're going to be seeing a lot of like character aspects between Hook and Dan Housen. So this one's going to be very straightforward. I think it'll be a fun one and it'll be like those – Just kind of those feel good. Oh my God. This is the official hook and Danhausen our BFFs now sort of deal. Nick Rosso sends in our first super chat of the day. Thank you so much to Nick who says, Hey, Denise just wanted to say that I hope Cole and Baker don't win both tournaments. I look, I know we're getting there right now and I want to talk more about the uh, tournament itself, but, uh, I have a feeling that it is going to be Britt Baker and Adam Cole winning the tournament uh, in their respective brackets. I'm not opposed to it, but I think, uh, and I covered this last night on my show, but I I feel like a lot of people probably had a different pick for the women's tournament and for the men's tournament. uh, I think that one, there was a lot of people that had different options for who they thought it might be. But Adam Cole was definitely one of the picks that was definitely up there, but in terms of maybe both of them winning it kind of feels very plausible right now uh that we may be seeing brett win on her side of things uh and adam cole winning on his side of things so um thank you so much to nick grosso for also sending in uh this super chat here today uh, let's see what else we got here uh this is from joe charles success hook turn uh a hook he's expecting a hook turn uh straight away to join sterling and tony as a faction uh i hope not i don't i don't want them to do that. I don't think it would be a good idea, especially right now with Hook being as over as he is. you got to be smart and strategic with it. And I think you would get a whole lot more out of the odd couple pairing with Hookhausen versus uh, Hook essentially turning on dan Housen here uh so personally i don't think it would be a good idea i think you should give the people what they want with hook and let them and let them be the odd couple let them have uh you know these endearing segments where you know people get excited about it so uh with that being said i do think that it should uh work out that way and uh let's go ahead and continue on so that was the buy-in match Uh, let's get into our next match and let's talk about here we go the death triangle versus the house of black now i'm curious because i don't really feel like this storyline on tv has necessarily been the hottest at least for me it doesn't feel like a hot uh i'm not super invested in this is what i'm trying to get at i feel like this is regard this is going to be a good match i'm expecting a lot of like really good spots and all of this um but i'm just not as interested though and i think that has to do with a lot of what we've been seeing on tv for this there really hasn't been much like i feel like house of black they started off like you know, it was so cool to see them, you know, all as a, you know, as a trio with all of these guys that look really cool and all of this. Then we got the return of Ray Phoenix, which was absolutely phenomenal for Death Triangle and all of that. But there's nothing else there. Like, I don't feel there's any more substance there for me to say like, damn, I'm so excited about this match. I have a feeling it's gonna be a fun one, but in terms of the matches that I'm most looking forward to, I think this one's probably uh, maybe on the lower scale just because there's other matches that I personally wanna see a whole lot more. Uh, With that being said, uh, I feel like this could go either direction. Um, and somebody mentions, uh, this is from G- Greg Cherry Brand, who says, if Julia Hart isn't involved at all, what's the point of everything? They haven't even mentioned Julia Hart anymore. I mean, they like, she hasn't been like, there, there was that one week where we thought we were officially going to be seeing the turn for Julia Hart, and everybody thought that it was going to happen, and it felt like the right moment because the House of Black was like egging her on, and I, I think she had the chair or something, if I remember correctly, and we all thought she was going to turn her back on, uh, on, on the varsity blondes, and she didn't, and it was kind of like if you were, go- we waited so long to even get to that point with Julia Hart, and if it didn't happen then it's too late already. Like, I feel like a lot of people kind of felt like that should have been uh, the moment right there. But in terms of uh, Deaf Triangle or the House of Black, I'll be completely honest with you. It doesn't make a difference to me if I see Deaf Triangle win or if I see House of Black win. Uh, it makes zero, and I mean zero uh impact on me personally uh so i'm curious does anybody here feel passionately about this one uh anybody here feel like they uh specifically want somebody here to win here Uh, ethan day says uh alistair black malachi uh, malachi says um that he needs a title opportunity they they need to do a little bit more with him right now before they go there because they haven't Like he's been presented cool. Like I love everything that they've been doing with the presentation of House of Black. And by that, I mean like all the cool videos and they look cool. Like they look cool, but that's it. That's literally it. Like there hasn't been anything more for me there. And uh, let's get some more here. Let's see what people are saying. Uh, This is from Redmond Survivor who says, I'm passionate I'm passionate to see Phoenix and Buddy going back and forth. Yeah, you know what? That's going to be pretty damn good. Uh, Two guys that can do cool shit in the ring. Hell yeah. Uh, I agree. Nick Rosso also brings up the... The fact that they haven't gotten much tv time and this is for house of black and you could definitely argue that they haven't gotten uh, much tv time dennis Layden says house of black everything uh zl says i agree that was the right moment for julia hart to turn and she didn't house of black can't lose this match it does part of me does kind of feel like the house of black would lose a little bit more than the death triangle if they were to lose this match um So I would say part of me is leaning towards House of Black just because it does kind of feel like they need a little bit more. But again, it makes no difference for me because I also feel we can argue the same thing about the death triangle. So this one here is just like, ah, this one's like whatever's for me. This one's whatever's for me. And let's get some more comments in here. This is from Joe Charles It says, thing is, if they add a female talent to the House of Black, it would be similar to Edge's team, but they need to put the TNT belt on Malachi and the tag titles on buddy uh buddy matthews like there are so many like there's just so much going on with that tag team division that once they introduce the trios bouts i think they're better off going that direction for uh the house of black versus doing the thing where you give malachi the tnt bout and you give the other two guys brody and buddy uh the tag team titles once they introduce the trios the trials championship and then I would you know put the house of black and and clearly the death triangle in there um I get what you're saying in terms of like giving him the the belt I just feel like right now there's a lot of options and that's the what that's the good thing about AW though there's a lot of good options for tag teams there's a lot of good options for guys that can hold that TNT championship. There's also a lot of good options for guys to hold the AEW world championship. So they're not lacking in options. So that's, that's the one good thing there. And uh, this is from Bruins who says everyone in this match is literally amazing. Uh, Brody King for the win. I agree. Everybody here is amazing, which is why I think that the match is going to be fun regardless. Uh, ZL says the trios belts should have been announced already in my opinion. Um, So I think it was the last media scrum that Tony Khan did, or the one before that. One of the ones that he recently did, uh, he 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 said that he's straight. He's waiting for Kenny Omega to come back. Uh, he's waiting for Kenny Omega to come back to uh, fully put that into motion. So I guess that that might be an answer for you on when it's actually going to happen. So there you go. That was Death Triangle versus House of Black. And let's go ahead and hop into our next match here. This is one that I think, uh, personally, I'm very excited for. And it is the Young Bucks versus the Hardy Boys. I'm looking forward to this one because this is a match that I feel a lot of people, including myself, I didn't think this match was going to happen. Like, had you told me, like, a year ago, oh, this match is possibly going to happen, or maybe, like, two years ago, I would have been like, there's no way. How is that going to happen? Like, eh, it's one of those, I would say, a dream match for a couple of people, right? And so... Especially with all the comparisons that the Young Bucks have had to the Hardy Boys and all of that. You know, people have been talking about that for years, etc. But it didn't really feel like an actual possibility. So I'm looking forward to this match literally just because I thought I would never actually see this match. And on top of that, uh, like... I feel because there is this anticipation to see what they're going to do together in the ring. I I feel like they're going to go all out for this one. I feel like they're going to go in there and make sure that this is like, uh, just like a this to me needs. I don't want to sound like, like, you know, like a geek or anything, but this to me needs to be a spot fest. And I know some people are going to be like, not shouldn't, or I don't know what people are going to say, but to me, it should be a spot fest for the Young Bucks and the Hardys because that's what I want to see. They're known for that stuff. I want to see that. Sue me if that's what I want to see. Um, so I'm looking forward to this one, and I'm looking forward to see what tap, what unique stuff they come up with um, for this match and uh, seeing... Last Okay, so on Wednesday, I also want to put over the Hardy Boys promo because it was just so damn funny. We already know that Matt Hardy is hella creative. We've seen it uh, through and through multiple times and whatever he's doing. He's a very creative guy. Uh, but <laughs> Their promo that they did on Wednesday was absolutely hilarious. Uh, Last night, when you had Jeff Hardy doing the goat sounds, you had Matt Hardy saying that they're better than the Young Bucks at every phase in their lives, including when they were babies. That's really damn funny. So it kind of got me uh, very excited for this one. So I'm looking forward to this match. In terms of who I think should win, I can't see the Young Bucks losing this one. But I would like it. Uh, I, have, I'm, I don't think, like, if the Young Bucks were to win, I don't think that they would win cleanly. I feel like they would cheat or something uh, in order to get the win on the Hardys because the Hardys, for them to win, it would be like, there was all the all these years there was this comparison that you guys were wannabe be or cosplay Hardy Boys, right? And us winning is proving that right. But then on the other hand, you have the Young Bucks where it's like all these years we were seen as cosplayer Hardy Boys and us winning is like proof that we're not, you know, that sort of thing. So I don't know um, what direction they're going to go in with this one. If the Young Bucks win, I think the Young Bucks are going to win, but I'm not expecting like a clean, fair Finish um, for that match, and let's get some thoughts in here and see what people are saying about this one here. Uh, This is from ZL, who says he has high hopes for this match, just hopes nobody gets hurt. Um, Redman Survivor putting over Matt's promo from last night. Jo4 says it's a dream match that hasn't received the build for it. Not sure it should have been on Double or Nothing instead of being built for All Out in the summer. Literally. Yeah, I agree with you. There wasn't too much of a build for this one. It was more so like one week we're seeing them square off, like confronting each other. The next week we get this promo from, you know, the Hardy boys. And, you know, we got some promos from the Young Bucks and all of that. But in terms of like a massive, massive build, no. I think it's more so of like, damn, we never thought this match was going to be a possibility. And here we are. It's actually happening. So I see it more, um, that way dominic says it's gonna be amazing feels like the hardys are getting the w and going for the tag team titles after double or nothing Raphael smith says young bucks versus the hardys dream match blow the roof off uh john hardy says y'all ready for a hardy party and uh let's get some more comments there's a lot coming in about this one joe charles says the young bucks and hardy boys have had a tragic build i think they should have held off on the on it but the hardys will win however uh didn't wrestle in the old ring of honor. Uh, so it seems to me like a lot of people are agreeing in terms of how they feel about leading up into this match here. This is from Leonard Aaron's the third, who says if the Hardys win this, I can see this propelling them to a possible, uh, IWGP tag team title match at forbidden door as they have referenced going after those titles a few weeks back. And, uh, Let's get some more thoughts in here. This is from scoucher boy who says, is this a straight match? Will they turn it into an unofficial TLC match? Dude, if they did that, just know that I would be very, very happy about it. Uh, very, very happy about it. Cause I do think that if they were to make it like a TLC match or, you know, something like that, I think people would really like, this is the thing about this one. I don't feel, this doesn't feel to me like the only time that we're going to be seeing the Hardy Boys versus the Young Bucks. I feel like this is going to be like one of a couple. Like this doesn't feel like a one-off. And I think a lot of that has to do with the build heading into this match. It feels like we're really just getting started here with the Young Bucks and the Hardys. Like there's still so much they can do. Uh, and we mentioned the stipulations that could be added, you know, to another match down the line. This kind of feels like the first of a possible series of matches. And uh, let's see what else we got here. Uh, this is from Anthony Pe- uh, Anthony Pepars, who says, Hardy's versus Bucks really don't need a bill. It speaks for itself. And we got more people agreeing with it, feeling like it's going to be a a series of matches here. So yeah, that's kind of how I feel about this one. Alrighty, everybody. So let's move on here because we still got plenty matches to get into. Uh, Let's see. Next up, let's bring up the TBS championship match. And this is going to be Jade Cargill defending her title against Anna Jay. Uh, This one here... I feel is very straightforward and by that I mean if Jade Cargill were to not win this I would be severely surprised. Uh, This also feels like there was very little built to this. I I feel like if you were to tell me like hey Denise like name off the card off the top of your memory I would have forgotten that this match was on here because I don't recall very much from jade cargill and anna jay i don't recall really anything uh on this one here like i don't even like when i was looking at this card i was like oh yeah this match is happening like completely forgot about it um the one problem that i have here uh with this match the the, the issue for me here is that this all the jade cargill matches have felt very straightforward none of her opponents to me, have felt like they legitimately have an opportunity to possibly defeat Jade Cargill because they aren't really building up any of the other challengers. Like this is very, very, like this has been all about Jade Cargill. It doesn't feel like there's a legitimate chance that Anna Jay might be winning this championship. So that's my issue where I feel like it's too predictable. And I always say like predictable is not a bad thing, but in this sense, I think this is too predictable to the point where it's like, well, does it really matter if it's that predictable? You get what I'm saying? Like, there's a there's a there's a difference here in uh, predictability. Um, so, I'm expecting this to be a, a solid victory for Jade Cargill. At the end of the day, Anna Jay is a you know pretty good in ring competitor. So, I'm expecting to see like a a fine match here but it doesn't feel like uh, we're going to be surprised. Uh, if we are, then damn, holy shit, you know, put an egg on my face. But I just feel like this one feels very, very straightforward. And all the Jade Cargill matches to me have felt this way. Like there, it hasn't felt like anybody else has a legitimate op- a, little, a legitimate chance there. And uh, let's go ahead and get some thoughts in here and see what people are saying. Um, let's see. Um. Huh. I'm trying to get some good comments in here, but I got to scroll up and make sure I'm getting the right stuff in here. Um, We have a lot of people kind of saying the same thing right now. Uh, People kind of feeling like this match was just put on the card so that they can have more than one women's match. I'm seeing a lot of people kind of uh, put that in here on the uh, on the chat. And everybody agreeing the same thing that this is going to be Jade Cargill, 110%. Uh, Scout Your Boy says uh, squash match. Jade needs to go against a power wrestler like Chris, uh, Jamie, or Nyla. That's the thing. Like, Nyla, I think, have they, all, like, I don't, I'm trying to remember what they did already with Nyla and... Um, jade cargill i don't remember much from them but i do think that could have been something i get it because getting a defeat over nyla i think means something because you know she's a former champion uh you know she's somebody that has been pretty much wrestling everybody so that's a good one too chris datlander uh, she's doing the uh the tournament right now and she could uh she has a possibility to be the one to face brett baker which i'm assuming uh, excuse me sorry i'm thinking about uh I'm thinking differently right now, but uh, Jamie Hayter, she's off doing her thing with, um, she, see, like I'm waiting for them to do Jamie and Brett Baker. So I know that's, I'm assuming that's going to happen down the line. Uh, so it kind of seems to me like there was really no other options for Jade Cargill other than Anna Jay, because then you got Ty Conti. She's doing that whole thing with Sammy Guevara and, and all of that. Um, so yeah, like it Anna J is a perfectly fine opponent. It's just that they didn't build her up enough to say like, shit, she might actually defeat Jade Cargill. You know, she's a perfectly fine opponent. They just didn't give an actual uh, story for her to say like, hey, man, there's a good chance she's going to win this. No, it doesn't really feel like that. And let's get some more comments in here and see what people are saying about this. Um, let's see. Um Bill's Mafia says Jade versus Anna was uh Jade's best uh defense. Uh this will be good too. Yeah, I'm trying to I don't, I remember very little about that one. So I kind of feel like um I kind of feel like I might not remember too much about that one. All right. And let's go ahead and move on from this. So, before we do move on, guys, I want to take a second because I want to talk about, uh, wrestle rumble here and let me pull up this, uh, comment really quickly. So since we are on the topic of double or nothing, I do want to put over wrestle rumble here. Uh, they sponsor my speak now pro wrestling podcast. Uh, this is not my speak now pro wrestling podcast, but I still wanted to give them a shout out on here because, uh, they legitimately, uh, I think are a really cool company, especially because they're sponsoring me. But legitimately, uh, I have a giveaway right now that already closed, but five lucky went five lucky people actually got a free entry. And basically, what this is is you you get a pro- you get a prompt where you get to answer all of these questions and basically the person that gets the most points gets the most correct ends up uh winning a one thousand dollars like jesus that's a lot of money um so you can literally go here and uh go to wrestlerumble.com and enter the pick em contest ahead of AEW double or nothing so you do get a chance of winning $1,000 and you get to answer all of these different questions. And like I said, uh, you get person with the most points gets a chance to uh, win the $1,000 uh, in terms of cutoff time. The cutoff time to enter on WrestleRumble.com is on Sunday, the 29th at 8 p.m. Eastern time. Once again, Sunday, the 29th at 8 p.m. Eastern time. So that's literally right before the pay-per-view starts. It's your last opportunity to get in there, get your entry, and make your picks. You never know, guys. We're always out here talking about predictions and this and that. Well, you know what? You can turn that in and make some money. Uh, So don't don't miss your chance. Go to WrestleRumble.com, or you can also go to Instagram and or Twitter at WrestleRumble and get more information. Shout out to them. Links in the description box below. All right. <laughs> uh, we got some super chats up in here. Hell yeah. Oh, yay! I'm so happy. Sorry. Clearly, as you can tell, I'm very happy. Um, Okay. Let me catch up here because these came in as I was looking at that. So, here we go. This is from Frank Boteo. Uh, thank you so much to Frank who says, Should Tony walk out and give Wardlow a contract after the match on Sunday? Um... I don't see why not. I don't see why not. I mean, he doesn't have to be the one walking out. He can, unless you're talking, <laughs> I was going to say, Tony Khan could walk out or he can also give it to Tony Shavani and be like, Hey dude, pass this along to Wardlow. Uh, so any of the Tonys uh, could come out here and uh, offer up a contract uh, to Wardlow. But yeah, if he does defeat, which I do think he should be defeating MJF. We'll talk about that in just a second. Uh, that's been like a huge thing, like MJF has essentially been grabbing Wardlow by the balls, literally because he uh, has the power to, because Wardlow doesn't technically, well, on story, have a contract. So uh, there you go. Uh, thank you so much to Frank Botello for sending in that super chat there. We also have another one from Glasgow Geek 1985 who says, debut of Julia Black uh, Blackheart, it's all over Instagram and Twitter. I have not seen that, I have not seen that. Chris Reigns sends in a super chat saying, "I'm so excited to try Wrestle Rumble." Uh, congratulations to Chris Reigns. Chris Reigns was actually one of the five winners for Wrestle Rumble, so congrats, dude. Have a good time. Uh, you never know. Hey, if you come out $1,000 richer, uh, maybe 10% of that. Bring it over. I'll take 2%. I'll take anything. <laughs> Just kidding. Have a good time, man. Uh, Ray Zhang sends in a super chat saying, "Brit needs a few months up." Uh, Brit needs a few months off. Absinthe makes the heart grow fonder. Unless you're Rhonda. I I feel bad. I feel bad that Brit is getting a lot of this right now. Uh, I mentioned this over on yesterday's Speak Now Pro Wrestling show on on F4W Online. And I don't have a problem with Brit Baker making it to the finals of the Owen Hart Cup. Uh, A lot, uh, quite a few people, though, did. uh, So... Clearly, that's something to talk about. I think people probably thought that it was going to be Tony Storm because, like I said on the last show, she's the new kid on the block. People have want to see Tony Storm kind of be in this top position, and we've already seen Britt Baker in that top position. But the thing that I like is I like when former champions that are no longer champions are still, you know, treated in a uh, – respectable manner like I wouldn't want them just to go off and forget about Britt Baker no because she was a pivotal uh she is a pivotal aspect to the AEW women's division uh she, when you think the AEW women's division one of the first people that pops into your mind is Britt Baker so I get what you're saying I know some people kind of feel like it shouldn't have been her but I I legitimately do not mind it. Like that's how I feel about it. But uh, but you're not the first person to come in here and basically kind of you know kind of feel that way about it. Uh, but thank you so much to Roy for sending the super chat in, man. I appreciate you. Uh, thank you so much to Roy once again. Um, oh man, guys. All right. Sorry, I had to block the uh the I had to block the the freaking porn bots coming into my chat. I don't think I've ever seen them on a live chat. I always see them in the comment section after the video, but I don't think I've ever seen them on the live chat. So I was like, what, what is happening here? Um, all right, so now, I lost track of where I was at. So we just talked about uh, the TBS championship. So let's go ahead and jump into our next match here. And our next one that we are going to go ahead and discuss is one that I'm very much looking forward to because I'm a mark for these kinds of matches. Uh, This is the Anarchy in the Arena. Uh, I'm assuming it's Stadium Stampede, but like under a different name. Uh, It doesn't, there hasn't been like any rules or anything that have been said so it's to me it's stadium stampede under a different name Uh, but it is the jericho appreciation society the jazz uh against eddie kingston santana ortiz john moxley and brian danielson so let's see um i want and i don't care about nothing So all I'm going to say is this. I want the Jericho Appreciation Society to not win this match. I'm sorry. I cannot buy the Jericho Appreciation Society uh, defeating a stacked team like Kingston, Santana, Ortiz, Moxley, Danielson, Danielson. Come on, Uh, there are levels here. Uh, You have one side that is just stacked up with a bunch of badass dudes that are big stars and are kicking ass. And then you have the Jericho Appreciation Society. I'm sorry, but I cannot buy the Jericho Appreciation Society defeating these guys, especially in a match like the Anarchy in the Arena. So if the Jericho Appreciation Society wins, just know that I'm going to be like, bruh, that's it. That is all. Come on. Chris Rain sends in a super super chat saying the reaction from the crowd for Brit differs greatly than from the internet. She still gets the loudest pops from the crowd. Um, man, it's so crazy. It, It is crazy. I feel like, I feel like we went through this period where you know, people weren't fans of Brit and then they became fans of Brit. And now it kind of feels like a little bit like 50-50. I'm still a fan of Britt Baker. I think she did, like I said earlier, I think she's done a lot for the AEW women's division. And there's still so much that can be done with Britt Baker and some of the other women. And I'm not saying you got to put Britt Baker over all the time, but you can use that star power that Britt Baker has to, you know, get some of these other women over. Uh, you can tell a lot of really good stories whenever they do Britt Baker, Jamie Hayter. I think that's going to be a good time. Uh, they could have even, even done more with Britt Baker and uh, uh, Tony Storm. Like there's still so much you can do there. Like this doesn't have to be, you know, a one-off just for the tournament. Like there's still so much more, I think that could be done there. Uh, but thank you very much to Chris Reigns for also setting in the super chat here. I really, really, really thank you. Ethan Day says Jericho's a wizard to make a flaming table with Regal's name on it, and people are bringing up the fireballs. I mean, that is true. The other other team doesn't have fireballs. They don't have a wizard throwing fireballs. At the end of the day, fireballs in your face. Eh, I get it. Okay, fine. So if if the Jericho Appreciation Society wins, they better win because Jericho freaking – if they win – it better be because Jericho freaking fireball did a fireball on all these guys at the exact same time. I don't know how, but that's the only way that I am buying the Jericho Appreciation Society, defeating these guys, is if they do something crazy like that. That's it. That's the only way I'm going to buy it. It's the only way. <sighs> We got a super chat from Nate S. Thank you so much to Nate S. Who says, maybe Jericho Appreciation Society gets a sports entertainment win and that sets up a rematch at Blood and Guts Dynamite Special. That's the thing. Like, I this is the same thing along the lines of uh, how I felt about the Hardy Boys and the Young Bucks where it feels like this isn't going to be the only match we get from them because, you know, they still could do the Blood and Guts. So part of me thinks that even though I don't think Jericho Appreciation Society should be winning because I can't buy it, I have a feeling that they might, I have a feeling that they might. And you know what? I'm just going to be sitting there like, I, all right, that's it. <laughs> you know, it'd be funny as hell. If I become one of those fans that get, uh, you know, when they, something crazy happens in wrestling and you get the fan reactions It'd be freaking funny as hell. If the Jericho appreciation society wins, you're just going to flash the camera to me and I'm going to be like, that's it. uh thank you so much to nate s for sending in uh this super chat here um all right let me make sure that uh i didn't miss any major stuff here uh in regards to some of your opinions here Uh, if you have a really good opinion and i didn't read it go ahead and resend it in the chat guys uh i'm a one woman team here so sometimes i miss certain things all right but before we move on, uh, since we got a couple of you in here, I just wanna remind you all, if you haven't already, click the subscribe button to this channel. This channel is run entirely by yours truly. I do not have an extra person here helping me with camera. I do not have a person here moderating this chat. I couldn't afford Kyler today. Um, I don't have a person moderating the chat. I don't have somebody putting up graphics for me. I don't have anybody promoting this channel uh, besides myself. This is- is a one woman channel so please uh, give it some love subscribe like spread the word uh I'm buying myself out to the shows I'm getting you guys content I'm gonna be getting some uh kick-ass interviews this weekend hopefully I will be at double or nothing recording the scrum videos and posting those here on my channel um so I'm working to bring you guys as much wrestling coverage as I possibly can on top of that non aew related I uh if you didn't see my uh a tweet last uh, yesterday. I uh, yesterday had a bomb ass meeting and I know that sounds kind of funny, but I had a great meeting with AAA uh, and I'm very excited because I don't know how many of you know this, but I am fluent in both English and in Spanish and I'm also a fan of Lucha and so they reached out to me because they want to work with me in terms of uh helping promote their company uh sort of the same way that i do with impact with wwe with aew where i get access to their talent uh to do interviews so i'm very excited that i'm going to be bringing forward more triple i interviews here to the channel and uh you know kind of be that bridge um you know, be that bridge a little bit between the American audience and uh, Lucha Libre and all of that. On top of that, I already spoke with Sean and I'm going to be doing more AAA post shows on Fightful. So this is going to be a pretty exciting collaboration and I cannot wait because I'm legitimately um, very excited to be partnering uh, with AAA and bringing you guys that coverage as well, especially uh, in an English format uh, for the American people. Why do I sound like I sound for the American people? I sound like I'm cutting some sort of uh, speech or something, but I didn't know how else to say it. Um, all right, uh, let's go ahead and move on from here. And uh, let's get to this. All right, so after this... Um, <laughs> let's get into our next match up here let's see what do we got after this one this is going to be a good one here we go our next match to talk about is the aew world tag team championship match uh this is going to be jungle boy and luchasaurus uh your champions defending against the team of powerhouse hobbs and ricky starks against Keith lee and swerve strickland uh dudes so first of all we had a great match uh between starks uh swerve strickland and jungle boy last night on dynamite that was really really good uh three uh guys that are young that move really well uh all are really good and they all bring something different to the table very different personalities very different characters all getting over for different reasons so i was a big fan of that match and a big fan of that preview and here's the thing like this match when it was announced like we already knew it was going to be good but i spoke about this on last night's show and i think that if it wasn't for that triple threat match i think a lot of people would have kind of forgotten that they were really invested in this match uh in terms of of investments I mean that I think it's going to be a really good one and it may go under the radar I feel it's been going under the radar just because we're talking about you know Hangman and Punk and we're talking about you know the Owen Hart Cup and all of that but this is a match that I think could easily easily steal the show this is a match that I'm voting as a show stealer of the night this is my pick right here for show stealer of the night if I had a graphic I'd put it up right now a show stealer of the night because I do think that this is going to be a really really fun match and there's always that there's always there's always a couple matches like this that you know, aren't really talked about, but they end up kind of blowing you away for the evening. So this is definitely going to be one of them. I think it would be great if they even like kicked off the show or something, man, uh, kick it off in a fast paced action, but we'll see. I don't know what match is going to kick off the show. I don't think they've announced anything unless I missed it, but we'll see. We got a super chat here from Chris Raines who says, I need Swerve and Lee to win those belts. Uh, I would settle for Starks and Hobbs. All right. So here we go. Prediction time damn here's the thing i'm torn because i love jungle boy and luchasaurus and i still feel that they can do so much as a team but here's the but damn Keith lee and swerve strickland like they just came into the company Keith lee i would consider a big uh i would consider him a pretty big signing for AEW, right know some people would be like nah well I consider him a big signing for AEW and Swerve Strickland is somebody that when they signed him but before they signed him there was a lot of talk about him and the talk surrounding him was very very positive Uh, I heard a lot of people saying that Tony Khan saw a lot in Swerve Strickland and they are a very cool team with a very different dynamic and I like that now Hobbs and Ricky Starks I don't want them to feel like the underdogs in this because Hobbs is also a pretty interesting fella and you like to see him in the ring too. Ricky Starks, Ricky Starks is constantly, I think, glossed over, but he has such a good personality, great charisma. Both guys work together good as a team. If Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus were to lose their tag team titles and we were to crown new champions, It would be, in my opinion, it would have to be Keith Lee and Swerve Strickland because that would put them on the map for AEW. Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus are over already. But I do like Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus a whole lot. Damn. If they don't retain, then yes, Keith Lee and Swerve Strickland. But I would not mind it if they retain their championships. I'll just leave it at that. I wouldn't mind it if Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus remain champions. Uh, thank you so much to Chris Reigns for sending in that super chat. And all right, let's see what else people got here. This is from J04 who says, I love leave Lee and Swerve, but they're better as singles guys going for the world titles in my opinion. I don't mind the result either way. I feel like that picture, it's too crowded right now and there's too many, like, there's too many other stuff going on and I don't see them going that direction right now. So that's why I think that they could be good as a tag team, and especially because they already started it. Like they already started them as a tag team. You might as well uh get a little bit more out of it. So they could be champions. And I think it would be a good call if they did become champions though. And Sean Williams has no love for Team Taz. Ah, dude, I love Team Taz, but I just recognize that uh, I recognize some of the other opportunities though with Keefley and Swerve Strickland though. You know, you could love somebody like a team or a person, but also recognize that there's more possibilities if they go a different direction. And uh, Jeff Perulo says, Jurassic Express will lose, uh, but this will be a show stealers. Uh, This is from Sei Uganubi, who says, I can see Luchasaurus and Jungle Boy retaining because they need to face FTR. Uh, Brad Curlin says, give me Team Taz for the champs. Christian J says power swerve is going to win. Um, And Sean Williams says, this is my second best feud behind Punk and Hangman. Uh, This is from Jay as well, who says Keith Lee for the win. I'd love it, but also kind of want him in the world title picture. I'm conflicted. He could get to the world title picture down the line. Doesn't have to happen right now, guys. Doesn't have to happen right now. Um, we got a super chat from Chris Reigns. Thank you so much to Chris who says, I think the swerve bomb is one of the best finishers. It's a fun one. It's definitely a fun one. Thank you so much to Chris for sending in this super chat here. Uh, M caspito says what happened to goth Denise? (laughs) She comes and goes guys. She comes and goes. I have like two goth related. I don't, I don't even think I was dressed goth. I always wear black, but what made it look more goth was the hairstyle. And the red lipstick and all of that. But Goff Denise went away for just a minute. She'll come back. Down the line. Greg Cherry Brand says, Swerve and Lee are swerving our glory, even though they should be strictly business. Uh, that's good. That's good. I like that. That's good. Uh, this is from Seren- Serengeti Tiger, who says, Jurassic Express hasn't had a memorable run. No feud, just being added to other feuds. I can't argue that too much. But they have they've had some good matches. But... Uh, I can't argue with that too much, though. All right, what do we got next? All right, next up we got probably my favorite feud right now in AEW. Yeah, I would, say I would put it up there definitely. Uh, this is Wardlow and MJF. So MJF and Wardlow, they have been nailing this thing, and they've been nailing it, man. It's been good shit. I've been such a big fan. Of what they're doing with MJF and Wardlow, MJF is such a douche, and I say that all the time on all these streams. But he is, he is, you know. Obviously, I'm talking about storyline wise, you know. I don't know the real life MJF, okay? Uh, but what we the MJF we see on weekly television is just so he's just savage, man. I love it, I freaking love it. Uh, but he is so good at pissing people off, even though you love to hate him, he's the guy you love. To hate um so he's getting his part right he's been getting his part right with all his feuds wardlow wardlow on the other hand uh i remember for several weeks on speak now pro wrestling i got to this point where i was like man bro Wardlow, when the hell are you going to turn on MJF? You guys remember this. There was this period like several weeks where it kind of felt a little bit overdue and we all knew they were working their way towards the pay-per-view and all of that, but it became overdue. Like they passed the expiration date for Wardlow's turn, but then it officially happened at, uh, was it revolution? And, uh, man, he got such a massive reaction and, Everything that happened after that has just been, like, steadily building for Wardlow. I mention this all the time. I sound like a broken damn record, but they have been doing a good job with really keeping uh, Wardlow feeling hot as hell uh, in terms of he feels like a big deal when he comes out he's got like the freaking goldberg chance where people are like war glow he's got the no music he's got the cool vibe he's coming out with security guards he's his hands are in handcuffs it feels like he can be unleashed at any point um the stuff that they did last night on dynamite with the um with the steel cage match all the storytelling and that with sean spears accidentally hitting mjf over the head with a chair looking all petrified as wardlow creeped up from behind him all of that was really really good uh, so they've been consistently uh keeping this hot mjf calling wardlow a pig uh all of that, all of that has worked. The insults, uh, everything, MJF even throwing shots at Tony Khan and that whole deal, which is another topic for another time. But it has been working. All of it has been working. Uh, with that being said, this whole time, we've been leading up to just wanting to see Wardlow get his hands on MJF. And Wardlow needs to defeat MJF in this match. No ands, ifs, or buts. It needs to be Wardlow defeating MJF. If he weren't to defeat MJF, I don't know where they're going with this. It has to be Wardlow winning this. Shadow Kai 93 says that chair shot was too funny. Uh, this is from Aaron Ayers It says, Wardlow is amazing, but I feel MJF will cheat his way to win. Nah, they've been doing way too much leading up into this point and has to be Wardlow winning this. He needs to go out there and beat the living crap out of MJF. A uh, shock says, MJF tweeted F this place in response to the media call. I think he deleted it. Didn't he delete it? I saw a screenshot. I didn't see the actual tweet, but I did see the screenshot of the tweet, but I think it was deleted, so... I don't know, guys. I don't know anymore. I legitimately do not know. Uh, let's see what else we got here. We got more people. Kenny Williams also saying that Wardlow needs to win here. Uh, A-Shock says that he did delete the comment. Oof. Damn. It's a lot. It's a lot of drama, guys. A lot of drama. Here for the drama, though. I like the drama. Sipping my teeth. Watching the drama unfold. Oh, God. All right. Moving on from this. Let's see. Oh, uh, I should say too that MGF Wardlow is probably, aside from Hangman and CM Punk, is I think the match that uh, the the match people are mostly talking about. Like in terms of what I'm seeing on Twitter and all of that. Aside from Punk Hangman, people are talking about MGF and Wardlow. All righty. And now uh, let's go ahead and move on from here. So next up, we got... uh, So they didn't have a graphic for this, so sorry, everybody. Here's just a picture of Britt. (laughs) Um, This is to signify the Owen Hart Cup Finals. uh, And this is going to be Britt Baker against either Chris Statlander or Ruby Soho. We'll find out this Friday on Rampage who it's going to be. Um, So I have a feeling that it's going to be Chris, uh, not Chris, excuse me, Ruby Soho. I have a feeling it's going to be Ruby Soho against Britt Baker. That makes the most sense to me. And I think Britt Baker is going to win the Owen Hart Cup finals. Um, and we kind of talked about Britt Baker a lot already here today. I know some people were probably expecting somebody else to win because we did have You know, we had a lot of options. Let me see. Is this the woman's? Yeah, here we go. We had, you know, Tony Storm was an option. Jamie, uh, Maki Ito ended up being the Joker there. Uh, Nobody, I don't think anybody was expecting Red Velvet or Chris Statlander. Obviously, Chris Statlander ended up uh, replacing Hikaru Shida. That was a whole other drama for a whole other time. Uh, Riho, uh, I don't think people were expecting Riho to win either. Uh, I would say that in terms of top picks, Ruby, Britt, Tony, and Jamie were up there. Um, I think once we got to Britt Baker versus Tony Storm, though, a lot of people were expecting it to be Tony Storm, but I do think it'll be, um, Britt Baker for sure. So she, I think she's going to win and this leads us into our, uh, men's. Owen Hart Cup Tournament, again, they didn't have a graphic done for this, so I just made a really quick one. And this is Adam Cole and Samoa Joe. Uh, They're going to be the finals for the Owen Hart Cup for the dudes. And uh, I feel that this one's barely predictable. I have a feeling that uh, Satnam Singh, Jay Lethal, Sanjay Dutt, all of those guys, I think they're going to cost Samoa Joe his win here. And I have a feeling Adam Cole is definitely going to win this. And, hey, this is probably going to lead to this power couple thing with Adam Cole and Britt Baker, I think they're going to go for it. They're both going to win and they're going to do their power couple thing. And I'd be into it guys. I'd be into it. I'm not expecting Samoa Joe to win the Owen Hart cup here. I would love it. If he did, I love Samoa Joe. I'm a bigger Samoa Joe fan than I am Adam Cole, but regardless, I do think it's going to be Adam Cole. We got a super chat here from Roy Zhang who says, I think you use, I think you use Britt to get Ruby or stat a big Win, uh a big win. For, uh, I don't think Ruby Soho. If anybody needs a big win, I think it would be Chris Statlander. If you're gonna def- if you're gonna have Britt lose, I think Chris Statlander would benefit more from it. De- I would. I think Chris Statlander would benefit more from defeating Britt Baker than Ruby Soho. And also, we've already done Ruby Soho Britt Baker. Like, seen it, been there, done that but I have a feeling we're going to go back to Ruby Soho and Britt Baker. Uh, but Chris Statlander, if she were to win and it were to be Chris Statlander versus Britt Baker, dude, Chris Statlander should win that because that would definitely make her a big talking point on AEW. That's for sure. Like all of a sudden, like n- hardly nobody was really talking about Chris Statlander. If she were to get this win over Britt Baker, people would be talking and it would be a nice – uh I think it would be very refreshing. I think it would be very refreshing to see Chris Statlander get the win here because she has a lot of fans. Shit, count me in, man, because I'm a Chris Statlander fan. She's cool as hell, has a great look. People legitimately like her. So if she if it's, it, if it's she does defeat Ruby Soho, then she should also defeat Britt Baker. But again, I don't think they're going that direction. I think we're getting Britt Ruby and I think Britt's winning. Uh, so that's what I think there. Um. Alrighty, let's go ahead and continue on from this. We only got two more matches to talk about. So really quickly, a uh, quick plug, everybody. Uh. Again, if you're new here, please subscribe to the channel. I'm on my way to 60,000 subscribers. My goal is to hit that 100K mark. My goal is eventually to not have to work a million places and be able to work for myself 100% of the time, but I'm not there yet. Uh, So subscribe to the channel. Uh, Check out some of the videos, check out some of the interviews, et cetera. Uh, Each click, man, it helps. You have no idea. Each like, it helps. Each retweet, it helps. All of it helps. I recently did an interview with Mia Yim. It was a 20-minute interview. Uh, We were just supposed to go and talk about her time in Impact Wrestling, but she opened up to me about some of the WWE stuff very briefly, but we talked a little bit about it. Um, Check it out, man. That was a good interview, too. I've been getting a lot of really good feedback from that interview. So if you didn't watch it, It's only 20 minutes long. You can check it out. And if you've been liking my uh, AEW analysis, I am live three times a week over on F4W online. I'm on on Tuesdays chatting about NXT 2.0. For those of you guys who care about NXT 2.0, I'm there. I got your back. Wednesdays, I'm there talking about AEW Dynamite. And then Fridays, I'm there talking about SmackDown and Rampage. I won't be there this Friday, though, because I will be in Las Vegas. I am flying out tomorrow morning over to Las Vegas. So I'll be there. And it's a really early start time for Rampage. I think they told me I have to be there like at two o'clock, I think, or the doors open at two o'clock, something like that. I got an email. I got to reread it though. I got to reread it. We got a super chat here um, from Sheldon Jackson. Thank you so much to Sheldon who says, "Watch New Japan star do you think? Uh, oh, watch. <laughs> I read that wrong. Which New Japan star do you think will show up at Double or Nothing? I legitimately have no freaking idea. No idea, but I am expecting something because at the end of the day, we got Forbidden Door in less than a month. Literally a month from today, we have Forbidden Door. So I am expecting uh, some sort of something to happen to promote Forbidden Door. And we got it also last night. Uh, with great who has been having the time of his life in freaking Las Vegas and uh, Jeff Cobb as well. So I am expecting uh, something to go down at double or nothing. I just don't know what though. Uh, thank you so much to Sheldon Jackson for also sending this in. All righty, now let's go ahead and continue on from here. M. Caspito says, flying to Vegas, just drive. It's four hours. Come on, Denise. Well, I always fly to Vegas because my fiance goes to the shows after he comes out of work and it would be dumb if I drove there and then he drove there and then we both drove back in two separate cars. That wouldn't make sense. So I fly and then drive back in one car. So that's why I always fly to Las Vegas. Um, All right, so... Um, let's get into these last two matches, everybody. And the last two matches that we have to talk about is uh, Thunder Rosa defending her AEW Women's World Championship against Serena Deeb. And I know this feud, uh, we've talked a lot about this feud on my show, uh, Speak Now Pro Wrestling on F4W Online. Um, this one for me, this is, I said this yesterday, but this to me feels like Thunder Rosa's legitimately. I count this more so as her first actual storyline. I don't really count the Nyla Rose one for some reason, but this to me feels like her first legitimate storyline as champion. And so with that being said, she needs to go out there and she needs to defeat Serena Deeb. It needs to be a slobber knocker of a match. Uh, I think it will be a really good match. I legitimately think that, People like people have been criticizing this storyline a lot and I see it. I see it on Twitter. I see it on the post that I post. Uh, I see the criticisms and they need to go out there and prove people wrong. They need to go out there and have a bomb ass match uh, to kind of, you know, shut the haters up, man. They need to go out there and prove why They had Thunder Rosa become champion and Serena Deeb for the most part has for the most part has gotten high marks from people in terms of all her matches have been good people they they did too much of her and and Hikaru Shida, but still they were good they did it they overplayed it a little bit too much but it was still good right. Uh, So Serena Deeb, we know, can go and have a legit good match. Same thing with Thunder Rosa. So I'm expecting magic to happen here between both of them. Thunder Rosa needs to win. No ands, ifs, or buts. They need to. uh, She needs to win this match. If she, honestly, if she were to lose this match, I would be bummed out. I would be bummed out because uh, we waited so long for Thunder Rosa to become champion. And people were not interested in her feud with Nyla Rose. And... You know, people, some people have been criticizing this feud with Serena Deeb. So they need to have Thunder Rosa win in a good match, a really good match, have Thunder Rosa win and put her in a storyline that is going to be good. They need to, uh, you know, her promo this Wednesday was probably the best one that we've gotten. Very, very happy uh, with that. And... They need to start treating her more like a champion. And we've talked about this in the past. Uh, Enough of just the stage interviews. No, have her go out there, go to the ring, have them do more with Thunder Rosa because they have a real opportunity there with Thunder Rosa. So I hope that they treat her more like a champion. And with that being said, I'm looking forward to this match and Thunder Rosa should win. Uh, Let's see what we got here. Uh, This is from uh, Shadow Kai who says, Rosa needs to get her revenge uh, for real. And this is from, let's see what else. Someone asked if I saw Jade's tweet about the critique era of pro wrestling. Was it directed towards those with bad takes of the AEW women's division? Was this a recent tweet? Let me, one second, let me check because... Uh, Was this, yeah, let me know if this was a recent tweet because I don't think I've seen it. I I just saw the one where she was talking about the baddies. (laughs) I did see that. Um, No, I saw the baddie section one. I don't think I saw it. If you have it, send it to me or something or copy and paste what she wrote because I don't see it on here. But I'm multitasking right now. So I'm only looking like half good right now. All right. Uh, Either way, let's see what we got. We got somebody saying that Serena Deeb should take this one. Oh, man, I don't think so. I I don't think so. And they would they would do Thunder Rosa dirty if they did that. They would do it dirty. Uh, Dale LaRozzi says they need to bring someone else to challenge Rosa right after the win. Yes. Let us know instantly who is going to be the next opponent for Thunder Rosa. Let's see what else we got. John Hardy says if Rosa doesn't win, uh, then it makes her reign look dull. I swear it feels like they have the women's division on pause for some reason, Uh, and that's that's unfortunate. That's very unfortunate. You don't want people to have that like uh, assumption of the women's division. Uh, So yeah, I don't think that they should end Thunder Rosa's win. Um, I'm rain, excuse me. They should not end it and uh let's see what else we got uh this is from greg cherry who says i like d but i'd rather have her as tbs champion kenny williams says if break got a long reign i think rosa should too um and this is from dj cap mystery who says i hope it lasts longer than eight minutes they can't make it too short nope and these two girls can go well these two women rather they can go they can go dude and all right i think a lot of people here are expecting rosa to win as well so yeah i think we're all pretty much on board with all of that thunder rosa for the win all right guys here we go last match last match to talk about here for today and you all know what it is it is hangman page versus cm punk uh this is the match of that this is the to me, this is the selling point of Double or Nothing. This is the match that people, um, I think when it was announced, when we even saw that they were heading this direction, people legitimately were very, very uh, happy about it. And um, I'm going to pull this up, guys, because I did a poll here. I asked the people, the good people of Twitter, who they actually think is going to win here because I thought that, Everybody was expecting CM Punk to win. But during my shows, a lot of people in the chat um, were expecting Hangman Page to win. So I think there's a little bit of a disagreement here. Now, I've talked about this a lot. I think CM Punk should win. I think now is the time to make him champion. Uh, we talk about them, you know, not seizing opportunities sometimes. Uh, We were just talking about that with Julia Hart, but that's not, you can't compare the Julia Hart thing with this, right? You can't compare it. But either way, you want to seize the opportunity, and I think they should have CM Punk win the dang belt at double or nothing. It would feel major. It would feel very exciting to finally see uh, CM Punk hold gold at the top of the mountain uh, a top promotion which we haven't seen in years and years uh so i personally think it should be cm punk and now i know we had this topic last night but somebody brought up how you know hangman page defeating cm punk would be a big deal and i agree it would be a big deal anybody defeating cm punk for the world uh for the world championship would be a big deal but seize the moment man seize the moment so The good people of Twitter have spoken. And here it is, guys. The final results are 61.5% out of 1,183 voters believe that CM Punk will be walking out AEW World Champion at Double or Nothing, with only 38.5% expecting Hangman Adam Page to retain his championship. So that is the result of our poll, keep in mind this is only 1183 votes, but regardless, hey, those matter. Um, so let's see what the good people here on YouTube are saying uh about this. This is from yodan who says, I do not want to see Hangman heel, maybe a tweener. Yes, he kind of feels like a tweener right now, like he doesn't feel to me full on heel, but he's kind of getting there. A lot of people are, are seeing uh, asking if hangman turns heel. I have a feeling. I have a feeling um, somebody mentioned. Yeah. So when it was uh hangman, Adam page versus Adam Cole. And we, do you guys remember when hangman page had that like hesitation of, uh, I think he was going to, he was going to, if I remember correctly, he was trying to hit Adam Cole. I think was it with a chair or something chat, get my back here. Uh, but we saw that hesitation from Hangman Page to Adam Cole. And, you know, he was still a full on good guy there. But since then, we've seen a lot of changes in Hangman Page and the way that he uh, presents himself. This was noted also last night where CM Punk's talking about how angry he is. And we saw how pissed he was when CM Punk used the punk shot lariat, uh, you know, the buckshot lariat, but the punk shot lariat. Uh, so we have been seeing Page not be the good old cowboy that he usually is. We've seen a little bit of a different side from him right now. He sort of feels like he's going in that direction of being a heel. And I also think that they're doing this because they want people to make sure that if CM Punk wins, that I think they want to have a bigger reaction where instead of having the crowd be 50-50, because a lot of people really love Hangman Page, I've said this before, he's a big fan favorite in AEW. CM Punk is a fan favorite, period. Uh, so I think they wanted to make sure that people actually cheered for CM Punk, which is weird because I think that they would cheer for him. But when it's Hangman Page and he was he's actually loved by the people too, that might be a little bit of a conflict there. Chris Rain sends in a super chat saying, I think Punk wins and it is champ." And it is champ versus champ at Forbidden Door in Chicago. Punk did give Okada the address for the United Center a while back. Yup, that was also another thing that was uh, brought up here in the past too. Uh, so thank you so much to Chris for sending this in as well. Uh, Nate S sends in a super chat saying, I think it's good. He says, I think it could go either way and I'd be happy with either Hangman or Punk winning. That's what makes it so exciting. If Punk wins, he should be a heel. And here's the thing too, like today, I don't, I, I don't know how many of you guys have heard the, uh, the media call that Tony Khan did today. I was on that call, just listening. I usually just listen. Um, <laughs> but anyways, so he, uh, when talking about this match, he really, really made sure to put over Hangman Page as a champion. He put him over so much as champion and how happy he is that he's a champion and that he's the best champion, uh, you know, out there in wrestling. He put him over so much that it made me think, shit, either he's trying to work us here into thinking that Hangman Page is going to retain the championship and that there's no possibility that CM Punk's going to win or he's trying to successfully make us think that so that we're all shocked when CM Punk wins. So I don't know. The fact that he really, really hammered home his feelings about Hangman Page as champion made me think, you know what? It's definitely going to be CM Punk. I think he, he, he I don't know. Like when that gets posted up, guys, listen to it and you'll get what I mean by this. Like It kind of feels like without saying it, he was kind of saying like, CM Punk may be winning this title, but then I'm wondering if he is trying to convince us that if Heyman Page does win, that it's okay. You know, man, I was reading too much into that. Thank you so much to Nate S., though, for that super chat. And we got another one from a good friend here, Chris Ludek. Thank you so much to Chris. It says, I'd love to see Punk heel. He says, I'd love to see a Punk heel run as champion. How long before you think they have Danielson and Punk feud? Also, did you try New York pizza when you were there? Yeah, I've gone to New York a bunch of times, guys. It was like my fifth time in New York. So I've tried New York pizza a bunch of times. I love it. It's good. It's great. Uh, In terms of Danielson and Punk, that is definitely something that, Here's the thing about AEW. I mentioned this earlier. They have a lot of options for champions. They have a lot of options for big marquee matchups. So they have, it's not like they're, it's not like they only have one marquee matchup, right? Like there's a lot. So I do think that Danielson Punk will be happening, but whenever it does happen, they have time though. Is what I'm trying to get at. It feels like they have time. They don't have to completely rush into it right now. And, um, CM Punk heel, a couple people have mentioned this too because I wouldn't be surprised if it did happen, if we were to get a CM Punk heel turn. I wouldn't be surprised. And the reason for that is if you go back and you think about some of the stuff that have been done, we mentioned that Hangman Page has been so angry and this and that, but CM Punk has been pressing his buttons. CM Punk hasn't been very innocent in this. Like, he's been pressing his buttons. It was him who used his move, you know? So... I wouldn't be surprised if there was an opportunity where we saw CM Punk turn heel. Damn. This is one of those matches where it feels like they could go either direction and whatever direction they decide to go in is going to garner a huge reaction. Regardless, if Hangman Page defeats CM Punk, huge reaction. CM Punk becomes AEW world champion, huge reaction. Uh, Thank you so much to Chris Ludak for sending this one in as well. Um, alrighty, guys, that is it. That is a W double or nothing predictions. I want to thank you guys so much for tuning in. I will be back on Monday, not on this channel, but on F4W online. I will be doing my post-show review of double or nothing the following day. And it's going to be a post-show review slash live event experience. Because like I said, there's so much that goes down during these weekends. Uh, it's going to be a good time and there's going to be lots to talk about. I'll be there in Vegas as of tomorrow, and I got a lot of stuff planned. I'll be at Rampage. I'll be at FanFest. I'll be at the F4W Online Q&A. On top of that, I'll also be at GCW doing uh, ring announcing duties. And then on Sunday, I'll obviously be at Double or Nothing. And then immediately after that, I will be returning back to my beautiful home of Los Angeles. And on top of that, we also got the LA shows uh, next week. So there's there's a lot. There's a lot, guys. A whole lot that's happening. All right, I'm done. Give this video a like, subscribe to the channel. Come say hi on Twitter at underscore Denise Salcedo. And I'll see you guys later. Bye, everyone. If you enjoyed this podcast episode, please don't forget to leave me a super nice review and a five-star rating. Plus, make sure to follow me on Instagram and Twitter at underscore Denise Salcedo for funny wrestling commentary, guest updates, silly live stuff, and more.